portion of God's word that we're going to consider in our sermon today is taken from a sermon of Jesus where he is talking to his disciples and some other of his followers. And it's just three verses from that sermon. And Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is God's word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when I was nine years old, my family went on a vacation to South Dakota. And one of the things we did on our trip was we went on a tour of Wind Cave, which is one of the biggest caves in the world. And before the tour started, the tour guide warned us that there was going to be a point on this tour where they were going to shut off all the lights and it was going to be complete darkness. You wouldn't be able to see your hand in front of your face. And so we went on the tour and that time came and they shut off the lights and of course I tried it and sure enough you couldn't see a single thing. And I understood why they warn you ahead of time that, they're gonna, that there's going to be complete darkness because even though you know it's coming, it is kind of freaky. You feel completely disoriented. I mean, I knew that I was standing safely on the path, but still, once those lights went out, you still don't really know where you are or where anyone else is. Could you imagine being in darkness like that but the light never comes back on. So you don't know where anyone else is or how to get out. And you have to crawl around on your hands and knees and feel out the path in front of you. And then all of a sudden you see a little flicker of light. And that changes everything, right? Because at that point you don't care about anything else. Your only goal is to make it toward that light. Now, thankfully, we don't find ourselves in positions like that very often. But even though we live in a world where we are almost always surrounded by light, I think most people would still agree that we also live in a world that's full of darkness. I really think if you would ask people of every religion and every political background, people would still agree, yes, there is evil, there is darkness in this world, and a lot of it. This world needs light. And today, Jesus tells us that the light that this world needs so badly is you. Now, maybe you're a little skeptical. <laughs> maybe you're thinking, I don't know if that's really doable. I mean, if I feel like I need some light and some guidance in my life, how can I possibly be that for other people? But I hate to break it to you. I don't know if you heard what Jesus said. He didn't say, you know, I think you have some real potential to be a light in this world. He didn't say, once you've been a Christian for long enough, I'd like you to think about signing up to be the light of the world. No, he said, you are the light of the world. And there is just 
one qualification for this job. If you believe in Jesus as your Savior from sin, and the only way for you to get to heaven, then Jesus is talking to you. You are the light of the world. That's the job. And the job description is this. Let your light shine before others. And maybe you're even thinking, isn't Jesus the light of the world? Doesn't he say that he is the light of the world? And he does, and he is. And he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And yet today he's saying something a little different. He's saying that Christians are the light of the world that point other people to Jesus. So he says, be that light, live that light, let your light shine before others, and live as a Christian so that others can see the light of Jesus. So maybe you're wondering, what, is, what does that look like to live as a light? Well, there, there's one thing that I know about light. There's no such thing as a light that doesn't shine. And sure, you can flip off the light switch or a light bulb can burn out, but once that bulb burns out, it's not a light anymore. It's just a worthless piece of glass. There's no such thing as a light that doesn't shine. And when you heard the good news of Jesus and you came to believe in him as your savior, you became a light. And ever since then, you have been doing what light does. I've only been in Reno for about three weeks now, and I've already seen so many examples of people being light and letting their light shine. I can't even tell you how many people have said to me, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And they didn't even really know who I was at that point. That's amazing. And yet, while that kind of kindness is incredible, it's also just kind of what you can expect when you meet a group of Christians. We love others because we know how Jesus loved us first. Now, did you notice how Jesus kind of speaks the obvious, states the obvious about what it is that a light does? He says that a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And maybe he was thinking about Nevadans when he said that, I don't know. Because I think that, that really resonates with all of you probably more than most. If there's, a, if there's a city at the top of one of these mountains around here, you're going to be able to see the light from that city for miles away. And he states the obvious again when he says, people don't light a lamp just to cover it up with a bowl. That would that'd be crazy, right? The whole point of a light is for it to shine, for the light to shine on things so people can see. And there's a, there's a children's song that maybe some of you know, maybe you've been thinking about it this whole time, and the words are, I'm not going to sing during my first sermon here, <laughs> but the words are, this little gospel light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And the kids shout out the words, and they repeat them a few times, and then the next verse says, hide it under a basket? No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And the kids always belt out that, no, no, I'm not going to hide my light under a basket. Are you kidding me? That'd be crazy. Even little kids know that's crazy. 
And yet, isn't that what we are very often tempted to do? It is so much easier to just fit in rather than to put our foot down and say, no, this is what God says. It is so much easier to do what I think is best rather than what God says is best for me. It is so much easier to just live and let live rather than put ourselves out there to tell other people about Jesus. So if we really are lights because we're Christians, why are we so tempted to just blend into the darkness? Why is the darkness even still appealing to us? Well, just because we're Christians doesn't mean that life is just smooth sailing for us. And in fact, the Bible says that life for Christians is oftentimes very difficult. And when those challenges come into our lives, that's when the devil wants to use those things to make us turn our backs on Jesus. So if we feel that our life has taken a turn for the worst, if we start thinking, God, what's going on? Where is this peace that you promised me? Well, that's exactly what the devil wants us to be thinking. And maybe you've seen some horrible things happen in your life that have made you wonder, can there really even be a God? Maybe you have seen the way that some people who call themselves Christians treat other people, and you wonder, do I really want to be known by that same label? Maybe it's something in your own past that you've done, and it sometimes eats away at your conscience and makes you question, am I, am I really even a Christian? I think in the life of most Christians, there will be a point, or maybe even, even several points, where we're led to ask questions like this, where we wonder, what is the point of letting my light shine? I mean, it makes my life so much more difficult, and it doesn't really seem to make a difference. Everything would just be easier if I just gave it up. But it's so important that when those questions and those doubts start coming up, we don't just wrestle with those thoughts ourselves, and we don't just try to figure those things out in our own minds but that we go and see what God has to say. We open up our Bibles to see what God tells us in his word because he gives us the answer to these questions. Why is it worth it for me to let my light shine? It's worth it because we know Jesus. We know the savior of the world that people have waited for for thousands of years. And that's one of the things we see when we open up our Bibles, that from the time of the creation of the world up until Jesus was born, people were waiting for their Savior. They were putting their hope in this Savior who they would never even see. But God would use prophets to tell people, trust in your Savior, trust in the Savior that God is sending. And one of the prophets that God used to tell this to the people was Isaiah, and he lived 700 years before Jesus was born. But look at what God said through the prophet Isaiah. He said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Jesus. He is 
the great light that shines through the darkness of this world full of sin. Because of sin, so many people are walking around in that deep darkness, in that land of deep darkness. But those who have seen Jesus, those who know Jesus, have seen the great light. And so, yes, we are going to have challenges, we're going to have questions, we're going to have doubts in our lives of faith. You know, God, I I know that you say that I'm a light and I believe you, but what about all the times that I've failed? But Jesus tells us that there is a difference in what you were and what you are. Jesus doesn't say, you are the light of the world because you're perfect. Jesus says that you are the light of the world because you know him. You know that he has been perfect for all of the times that you have not. That even when you have sinned by failing to let your light shine, the light of Jesus and his forgiveness still shines on you. And so you you don't feel worthy all the time of your calling as a Christian? Well, that's probably a good thing because you're not. You're not on your own. But Jesus has made you worthy. And so it's when we know that, it's when we know Jesus as the one who has done everything for us, everything for us to know our God and to go to heaven someday, that's when he says to us, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When people live their lives as Christians, when they glorify God with their lives, other people notice. They notice that Christians are different, and they want to know why. And sure, maybe outwardly people will mock or they'll criticize. But inwardly, they will see that we have something that they're missing. And what we have is the light of Jesus and his grace. And God promises us that he will use us to share that good news message of Jesus with other people. Have you ever tried to speak something into existence? It's kind of a a funny concept, but the thought is, if you believe something like it's true and you say it like it's true, well, maybe eventually it will be. So maybe if if you talk about yourself as the future CEO of your company, well, maybe someday you will be. And... It makes for good bulletin board material, I guess, but really it's just wishful thinking. Except for when Jesus does it. And he actually does it a lot. But when Jesus speaks things into existence, they actually happen. So when Jesus speaks and creates, or and says to create a world out of nothing in six days, it actually happens. When Jesus tells a man who's been crippled for his whole life to get up and walk for the first time, he does it. When Jesus is on a boat in the middle of a violent storm and he tells the wind and the waves to be quiet, be still, they do it. And when Jesus is hanging on a cross being tortured for the sins of the whole world, 
for all the times that we've loved darkness more than light, for all the times that we've failed to let our light shine, and for every single selfish thought and word and action. When Jesus is on the cross for all of those things, he says, it is finished. And it is. The job of making you and me right with God is finished because Jesus says so. You are forgiven because Jesus says so. And so when he says to you, you are the light of the world, that means you are. You are the light that God uses to share that good news message of Jesus with the world. Now, I may never forget the darkness that was inside of that cave. And maybe sometimes we feel like the world around us is that dark. But God promises that the light that shines through believers will never go out. You are still here, and you are still light. And you are the light that shines in the world with the love of Jesus. God has given all of us a new identity. He has made you to be lights in this world. So live as lights. Wear Jesus on your sleeve in everything that you do. Not just in a Bible verse on a social media post or something, but live a life devoted to serving Jesus and devoted to telling other people about him. God has put the image of Jesus and his cross on your heart. Never stop shining with the love of Jesus. Never stop living for him. Never stop letting your gospel light shine. Amen. We'll continue.